Hello and welcome back to the PAL with Tani G. I'm your host, Tani G. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. Perkei Elvis Treasury, Season 2 of the PAL, Chapter 3, Paragraph 9, Perik Gimel, Mishnah Tet. Rabbi Yaakov Omer. Rabbi Yaakov says, Hamahalech baderech veshona, one who walks on the road while reviewing a Torah lesson, umafsik mimishnaso, and interrupts his review of Omer and says, Manoe ilanze, how beautiful is this tree? Umanoe nirze, how beautiful is this plowed furrow? Ma'ala alav hakasuv ki ilam is Scripture considers it as if he bears guilt. For his soul. So someone who's going on the road, someone who's studying and interrupts his studying for something that's aesthetic or something that's physical, interrupting the spiritual, interrupting the Torah learning, not really a good thing to do. So Rabbi Yaakov was identified by the Tosos Yom Tov as Rav Yaakov Korshai, the father of Rabbi Elezer ben Yaakov, and a teacher of Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi. See Yerushalmi Shabbos 10.5. He displayed his loyalty to his colleague, Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, by thwarting the plans of Rav Meir and Rav Nassim to embarrass him. Having overheard their plan to question his friend on the difficult tract at Uxin, he purposely studied the subject aloud within hearing distance of Rabbi Shimon. Noting Rabbi Yaakov's strange behavior, Rabbi Shimon also began to study Uxin. The following day, when Rav Meir of Shimon arrived, of Shimon was well prepared. See Horias 13b. They say it's better to throw oneself into a fiery furnace than to embarrass someone in public. That's why there's a famous story of a sage, I think it's Mar Ukba, maybe, I'm not sure exactly, of somebody who would give tzedakah a lot. And the charity collectors, the people who were getting the charity, were so curious who the person was, but Rabbi. But Marukvar, whoever it was, and his wife did not want to embarrass them at all. He didn't want them to find out that they literally ran away from the charity collectors. They were chasing them, chasing them. And then they ran into a furnace in order to hide themselves. And they miraculously came out unscathed, except for singes on the bottom of the feet. I think the wife didn't, and the husband did. And he was wondering why his feet got singed, and then hers didn't. And then I think they explained, because she did it on a little bit of higher level than him, maybe, and she also brought people in and gave them drink and food, not just gave them money. Whatever the story was, more important to make sure not to embarrass anybody in public. So how wonderful this story that the rabbi was able to be saved from any embarrassment. Rav Yaakov taught that reward for the performing performance of commandments is given only in the world to come, the world which is completely good and endlessly long. See Chulun and Kedushin. One of his most famous statements is, He who is without a wife lacks goodness, assistance, joy, and atonement. Very famous. Baratius Rabbah 17. Some texts attribute this mission to Rav Shimon Barav Yon and Tosos Yomtev reject this. See Tosos Yomtev. When he walks on the road while reviewing and interrupts his review, since danger lurks on the road, the interruption of Torah study under such circumstances is a particularly grave error. By forfeiting the protective power of Torah, one leaves oneself vulnerable to the dangers. Alternatively, this dictum is equally applicable at home, but the Mishnah uses a situation where interruption is more likely or most likely to occur on the road where one is easily distracted. From Tosos Yamtub, see Maganavas. The obligation to study God's word is constant and all encompassing. You shall speak to them. While you sit in your home, while you walk on the way, when you retire, and when you arise from Deuteronomy. In response to this constant focus, the Torah spreads its protection over man. As long as he does not allow himself to be distracted, his Torah knowledge shields him from danger. This is the import of the words of the wise to man, of the wise man in Proverbs. When you walk, it shall lead you. When you lie down, it shall watch over you. From Machser Vitri. 
Let's skip down to the bottom. Mind your focus. The Talmud teaches when a teacher is involved in the study of one Talmudic tractate or area of research, one should not make inquiries of him regarding a different tractate or area from Shabbos. True Torah study allows for no distraction. All of one's faculties must be entirely committed to this pursuit with no room for any other involvements, even the study of another area of Torah. The exclusivity of focus is alluded to in the Talmud and Shabbos, which teaches that upon utterance of each of the Ten Commandments, the entire cosmos became filled with sweet incense. Only a wind specially released by God cleared out space for the next utterance, a clear indication of the all-encompassing concentration needed to understand Torah concepts. According to many commentators, the dictum one may not do mitzvahs and bundles, see Sota, is based on this concept, see Mo'ot Katan, and Tosos there, where one is involved in the performance of a mitzvah, a particular area of Torah study, it stakes a claim of exclusive rights to all his energies, time, and concentration. At that moment, there can be no room in his life for anything else, even a second mitzvah, unless, of course, the halacha requires that the other mitzvah should be performed without delay. Upon the death of Rav Moshe of Kobra and his students were asked, what was the main focus of your teacher? They replied, whatever good deed he was busy with at the moment was the focus of his total being. Some people are involved in one thing, but their mind is elsewhere. Some people, even when they're helping you, they're looking elsewhere, they're thinking elsewhere. But we have to keep our focus, have to keep our mind and body and spirit on the current action at hand. And exclaims, how beautiful is this tree? How beautiful is this platform? This is a common form of interruption. When he's on the road, man tends to be distracted by the attractions of the scenery. Alternatively, the Mishnah teaches that even the recognition of God as creator, which results from taking note of the wonders of nature, see Barajos, is an unjustified distraction from Torah study from Rav. The great Hasidic masters explained the Mishnah is an, in a novel but penetrating fashion one who becomes enraptured by his own growth during study, interpreting his study to note how beautiful is his tree has forfeited his soul. Scripture considers it. Rashi and Rav Yonah delete the phrase. Scripture considers it since the Mishnah cites no verse as proof of the point. The text reads, it is considered. Maharal suggests that the verse cited in the next Mishnah, but be rare for yourself and guard yourself exceedingly lest you forget the things your eyes have seen from Deuteronomy is in fact the scriptural source referred to here. Medrash Shmuel cites as the proof text Hakot Fim Maluach Alai Siach, those who scrape moss from the trees from Eov. This verse is interpreted in the Talmud and Avodah Zorah as a reference to those who interrupt their Torah studies with casual talk and idle chatter. See Rashi over there. See tar- Since Targum in Eov interprets the verse in this sense, its meaning is obvious. Hence, the Mishnah saw no need to quote the verse relying on the reader's basic knowledge of Scripture from Tosos Yom Tov. As if he bears guilt, Having relinquished the protection provided one who is immersed in Torah study, he bears responsibility for whatever adversity he has suffers on the danger-laden road. Traveling in olden days was a dangerous exercise. From Rashi, since Torah is God's crown, one must afford it the proper respect by interrupting his studies with mundane talk. He, he indicates his lack of awe, thus indicting himself. From Rav Yonah, the reason for such strong condemnation is that man by nature is drawn to the mundane and meaningless, and one seemingly minor interruption could be the first step in a series of distractions leading ultimately to the rejection of the yoke of Torah from Eri. The Talmud explains the scriptural analogy of man to fish, of men to fish. See Chavakuk, just as fish die when they come out to dry, dry land, so men die spiritually when they withdraw from Torah. From Lodazar, one who cuts his link to Torah, God forbid, has severed his spiritual life support from Maganova. So when you're learning, try not to get distracted and try to keep your mind, body, and spirit on the action at hand, on the Torah at hand. And hopefully you should never know from such a kind of a statement made by this Mishnah. Join us next time as we talk about if a person forgets something, what happens? Here on the PAL with Tani G, I'm your host, Tani G.